Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Now, first off on the, uh, the programme this Thursday afternoon, as you may have heard, Gardy are continuing to investigate the assault of a teenage boy in Navan. Now, Gardy are appealing with people not to reshare footage of the incident that has been circulated widely on social media. And the Garda appeal is understandable, although perhaps a little bit too late because it was seen by over two million uh, people so far. However, it doesn't need to be shared anymore. Anybody who has seen the video, I was left stunned when I uh, saw Uh, that particular video, because I myself as a kid, and I've mentioned this uh, here on News Talk and other radio shows in the past, I myself as a a kid was uh, was bullied, not to that extent. I was never beaten up by uh, a whole gang, but it really brought home that feeling of being uh, the outsider, that feeling of being picked on by uh, other classmates. It's... It's such a horrible feeling and I want to focus, I don't want to um, talk about that particular uh, incident in uh, Navan because most of you have seen it, but we want to leave the Gardaí to investigate it. We uh, want we want to see somebody being held to account for what happened to that young fellow. So we really genuinely don't want to uh, talk about that specific case. Um, we don't know what the other student's motive was behind the uh, assault However, there is one thing we know. It highlights the fact that the issue of bullying is alive and well in our schools and amongst our uh, young people. And I want to talk to people about their experiences of uh, bullying and how it affected them. You can call us on 1800 453 106. You can send us a WhatsApp to 087 1400 106. We would love uh, to hear from you on this because like I said, seeing that video yesterday, excuse me, kind of brought it all back um, of what it was like to be ostracised as uh, a teenager. It's a, a horrible feeling and I would have thought that nearly 40 years later from when it happened to me, an issue like this would have been dealt with by modern society and that young people wouldn't be bullying in that way anymore. But they are. I'd love to hear from you. 087-1400-106 is our number. David joins me on the line. David, you're uh, a parent. Have your children experienced bullying? Yeah, my son experienced uh, bullying um, in school um, and, you know, got to the point where, you know, we, we had to, he effectively had to leave the school and go to another school. He was bullied in the next school as well. He ended up going to three schools um, before we finally got to a, we ended up going to a, um, a school where, where they did accept him and um, they, they helped him, to be fair to him, uh, and helped us as parents. But um, in the other schools, they were, it was just, it was just horrendous bullying it just wasn't dealt with. Um, and like, and <clears throat> excuse me, like I said, it's it's forty odd years since I was at school and being bullied. You would think in uh, in this modern age that an issue like bullying would have been dealt with properly, and clearly it hasn't been. Um, and conti- in fact, this is my third occasion filling in for Andrea on Lunchtime Live, having talked about bullying over the last two years. That'll just tell you how big a problem it continues to be. Yeah, I mean, look, the schools have got wise to to policies. That's about it. I mean, the Department of Education just issue 
help schools develop policies for anti-bullying. But that's it. It's, it's really a bunch of words on a piece of paper and it really doesn't have a lot of effect. So um, let, let me just find out. And one thing that always bothers me is that the solution to being bullied for an awful lot of parents and students is to leave the school. They shouldn't be the ones that have to leave the school. It's the bullies are the ones that should have to leave the school. But unfortunately, that's how uh, that's what seems to happen. Tell me, in terms of without identifying the schools, what way did the schools even attempt to deal with it? Good question. Um, I mean. It was a closed-door policy. I mean, when we went in to discuss issues, uh, we went in, you know, with a, an approach that, you know, we were hoping that we could, you know, resolve issues, nip issues in the bud. Um, uh, that's how we went in. Uh, we went in with op- an open mind, hoping that we could, you know, nip things in the bud and get things resolved quick, quickly and, and, you know, get it get it sorted. But that just didn't happen. Um, effectively, it was like, well, are you sure this is happening? Um, well, maybe it's not happening. You know, what one teacher told us, well, you, your child has, um, you know, your child has, has autism. Maybe it's, maybe he's the problem. And um, it, that's how it was. I mean, it just got nowhere. We got nowhere with them and our, our son was becoming more and more um, full of anxiety and anxious and, and um, it, it was becoming a real, real problem. Uh, so we, uh, the best solution we found was just move. We we used all the um, the supports that were there as well. We used the the special education needs officer. We used um, the Department of Education. We even uh, ended up speaking to politicians about it. But all uh, all to no avail. No, we did, the, the only solution was just move. I mean, you just had to. The only way you were going to end it was just just get out of the school. And then when you, when uh, your child moved to the second school, it was just as bad. It started all off again. You see, the problem, I suppose, in in some degree, is that children that have disabilities are, you know, they're segregated into special classes and they're they're segregated into special groups, and that identifies them then straight away as as targets. And um, mind you, you don't have to have any sort of special needs to be a target of uh, of a bully. Well, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, this this is this is a big issue. Like, and um, we're, like we're you know. You know, my son's mental health was affected because mm. of it, and you know we're still living with that. Years later, um, he still goes back to the times he was bullied on social media, what what those students said to him, and he's still trying to um, to work it all out. Um, and it's it's really really hard, you know, it's really really hard on um, on him, and it's really hard on parents as well trying to cope with that. And it, it does, and I know this isn't probably what you want to hear, but it it does have a and can have a lifelong effect on people. I can, I can honestly say, for uh, for me, it has had uh, a lifelong effect. Now I'm, I, I, I deal with it, I live with it, but mm-hmm. it's still there. It's to, to the point that when I see a video like that, uh, what happened to me at school it comes rushing back instantly, instantly, mm-hmm. and it's uh, so it does stay with you. Stay there for one second if you can, please, uh, David. Let me go to line two, and Sky is on the line uh, on line two. Sky, you have a past experience of bullying as well. Yeah, I do. Um, I was bullied from junior events all the way to primary school. Uh, I was called weird and ugly and pushed away pretty much constantly. And I was very socially ostracized. And that really had an effect on my self-esteem where I ended up becoming my own bully, basically, and very depressed. Me- me- meaning what? Team. Well, I think that after a bully being 
Sorry, you there? Sorry, Sky. I'm sorry, I lost you there. Say that again, please. I was like, for so long, you begin to internalize the bullying and become your own bully. Because as you were saying earlier, everything always rolls back to you, and you and you begin to project all of your insecurities and listen to everything they've said on repeat, and you can't escape that. Bullying. Sorry, Sky, I, I, I don't know what's wrong with your uh, line. We'll have to try and get you back on a, on a clearer line because I do want to hear uh, what you have to say. So if you can hang up there, we'll, uh, we'll get you back uh, in a couple of minutes. Uh, a lot of calls coming in on this and we will take them in a couple of minutes. If you want to get involved, we're talking about uh, bullying and the way in which our system, our education system deals with it. Now, some schools have been praised for the way uh, in which they have dealt with uh, bullying, but not enough schools are being praised for the way in which they uh, deal with bullying. We, like I said, the fact that it is still as widespread all these years after I was ever uh, bullied in school is really shocking that you know we've we've moved on in so many ways in Irish society, but to see uh, kids being bullied and harassed in the way in which we saw from that young fella in that video uh, from Monday um, is really shocking. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan weekdays at midday on News Talk. We're in the middle of a conversation about uh, bullying, and as you uh, may have heard, Gardaí. In Navan and County Meath, they're continuing to investigate the assault of a teenage boy uh, on a green in a housing estate in the town. They are appealing for people not to reshare footage of the incident that has been circulated on social media. But at this stage, a huge percentage of our population have already seen uh, the video. Um, and it, it just raises the whole issue about bullying. We don't want to specifically focus on that incident because we want to uh, leave the Gardaí to do their job and uh, investigate it. But uh, it raises the whole issue of bullying and how it is that some kids get singled out to be picked on and uh, bullied. And Sky, just go back to you. I think we have you on a clearer line. You were explaining how you almost blamed yourself. Hi, yeah, can you hear me better now? I can, yeah. That's good, I'm glad to hear that. Um, Yeah, well, basically what I was saying was, as you grow that bit older and as you internalise that bullying, you become this bully that you can't escape. You're always retelling the same things that they've said about you, the bullies have said about you, and you keep on bullying yourself. Mm. And there's no way you can escape yourself bullying. And then that becomes a thing that you grow up with. You go into your adulthood and it has this huge impact on your self-esteem. You know? I think that is the lasting impact. That it, well, it certainly is the lasting impact that uh, it had on me in my adult life. Uh, self-esteem or lack of self-esteem because of what had happened to you in the past. And, and let me ask you, during the time that you were being uh, bullied, was anything ever done about it? Did you try to get anything done about it or did you just live with it? Well, to be honest, it took me a long time to actually accept that was, what was happening to me was bullying. Because I started to think that it was my fault that these kids thought that I was weird. It was my fault that these kids thought that I was all these things and nobody wanted to be my friend. And, um, you know, often people who are being bullied, they don't actually speak out about it because they're afraid of judgment or rocking the boat. And even if you do go and speak to some people about it, like teachers, they might tell you to 
be the bigger person. I feel like that's always something that's said because they say the person who is bullying might be going through a hard time right now. Mm. Which is, of I mean, yes, true. making excuses for uh, for yeah. what they're doing. Yeah, which is of course true. But the person who is being bullied is also going through a hard time. That's going to have lasting effects. And so, okay, so it, it took you a time to even realize that that was what was happening to you—that you were, were being bullied. You've gone through periods of almost um, blaming yourself for what was happening to you. Um, did it ever stop? I think that we, as a society, tend to normalize bullying like you can still be bullied even as an adult oh absolutely it definitely lessened when i got a bit older because i was able to stand up for myself because i learned to stand up for myself when i was a kid though from five to twelve i wouldn't say that i really had any friends i was walking around on my own and i blame myself for that even though you I blame yourself for that I, I did i well, did at the time oh you did I don't anymore okay that's good because uh, the only reason you would have had no friends is because people wouldn't befriend you yeah, exactly. That's hardly your fault. No. And I think that the the people who always end up being ostracized, ostracized, they have to realize, and I just want to say to them, that you are special and unique and that it's not your fault if you're being bullied. Sometimes people are frightened of anything that's different, but that doesn't mean that you don't deserve to have friends. You deserve to find someone who will be loving you for you, be friends with you for you. And you don't have to try and force yourself to fit in. Once you get out of school, you have a much wider friend group scope. Uh, lovely to talk to you, Sky. Thanks very much indeed for your call. Sean uh, is on the line. And Sean, uh, you work with the uh, anti-bullying campaign program. Um, a message just came in a second ago, and I'll read it in its entirety in a second. But it, uh, the first sentence of it is, bullying has never been taken seriously enough. Isn't that true? I'd say <clears throat> yes and no. Uh, in schools where I've been, it is definitely taken very seriously and a programme to deal with it is highly effective at uncovering the hidden bullying and at dealing very quickly with situations then that do arise. But we have to realise that research is showing that before the Department of Education brought in its anti-bullying procedures and made it mandatory for schools in 2014. There was a certain level of bullying which was raising alarm bells all over Ireland, which led to that uh, document being produced. But since then, the research is showing that the amount of bullying has not actually gone down Mm. in schools, which means that even though there's a program there and it is highly effective and the department's uh, framework document is perfectly satisfactory in my view, uh, implementation in schools is the problem. And policies to underpin it are like a patchwork quilt sometimes of cut and pasted stuff. And the schools that deny that they have a bullying problem, unfortunately, they're the ones who don't understand what the bullying actually is, and therefore they think they don't have a problem. And yet, it goes on covertly, right under their nose. 
I want to just read that message in its entirety and see, see what your reaction is to it. It, sa- it says, bullying has never been taken seriously enough. Bullies get away with what they do. It destroys their victims, but we protect bullies. You're not allowed name and shame them. Society protects them more than their victims. You can't throw that word around, is what I've been told. They need to be punished criminally, maybe, as a deterrent. Look at the school shootings in, in the US. I wonder how many of those shooters were victims of bullying originally. They call them loners, but people rarely start off as loners. Much more likely they were ostracised. Expulsion for bullies, says that message. What do you make of that? Well, I can understand at an emotional level why people would think like that and they would really want to punish the child in question. However... For the last 100 years, the response of schools and everybody else to bullying situations was to apply punishment. And you know what? It never worked because echoed today, because there's no improvement, but in firm research by UNICEF in 2012, 55% of the young adults of Ireland said that they had at some stage in primary or post-primary school been bullied. Now, 50% is over half, mm. and that is completely outrageous if, if you think about it. So then the, uh, well, then the messaging has failed. The messaging to, well, young, to young people, not even the way the schools are dealing with it, but the messaging that it is not okay to pick on uh, other students because they might be different, because they stand out, because, yeah. they're, because they're loners. Is that where the problem is, that we haven't it, succeeded in getting that message through? Yeah, that's one of the aspects. There is need for a serious awareness raising program, which, of course, we offer free of charge to schools. But there is a huge need for regular, repeated, repeated messaging about anti-bullying as being unfair, unsatisfactory, mean, hurtful, nasty, Mm. causing all kinds of problems. That's definitely that needs to be there, because when it is there, then your best source of information about the hidden bullying comes available because now the kids recognize that what's going on, that they took as horse play or just messing. Now they recognize the difference. Even I'll tell you, as young as eight years of age, they can tell the difference between ordinary messing and horse play and actual bullying. As young as eight years of age. And then if the school is a mechanism to bring that information from the pupils, to the relevant teacher, it can be fixed, and it can be fixed within 48 hours. There's absolutely no reason or justification why this problem should be continuing, because Mm. the solution is there. And as I said um, at the start of the programme, I myself was bullied in school as a teenager. That wasn't yesterday or the day before, and I would have thought that uh, policies would have been developed to stop it after uh, this length of time, and it seems, from from what I'm hearing that it is as bad now as ever it was. That is correct. And actually, there has been a fair amount of emphasis on, you know, trying to get the the targeted person to boost themselves and to do certain things that would make them less vulnerable or less hurt when bullying would happen. Yes, I mean, I've I've, I've heard people telling kids, fight back, stand up to them, uh, which isn't always easy. It's not. But you see, that's the key thing. The people whose behaviour is on satisfactory. The people whose behaviour is out of line are not the people who are being targeted. So why should it be put on their Mm. shoulders to fix it? The people who are out of line are the people who, for whatever reason, are bullying and they they need to make a 
ultimately a conscious decision. They need to recognize the harm they're doing. They need to make a conscious decision. I'm not doing that anymore. Mm. And and, and, and that's what I think that's, yeah, that's what I think the messaging needs to be because, and in fact this message just came in to me a second ago and it says with regard to the bullying issue having been a member of a number of boards of management, I can say that it is often easier to deal with the child that is being bullied and much harder to deal with the bully. The minute you mention a punishment uh, should be like expelling the whole arms of the state get involved to keep the bully in school while the victim of these bullies are left to put up with this behaviour, we really need to look at this um, issue, uh, making bullying and antisocial behaviour a zero-tolerance policy with the support of the department and other state bodies, says uh, Andy. Um, And he's probably right that a solution, as we heard from our very first caller, on two occasions was to take his child out of a school and move him to another school, and he ended up having to do that twice. But that shouldn't be the solution. No. One of the reasons contributing to that is the fear of punishment or the threat of punishment, which is the old way of dealing with this. No child wants to get their fellow pupil punished or in trouble with the big people. That's a quantum leap that they aren't, they don't have it in them to take that and to bring down. And they're afraid of a backlash, not only against the child who has been bullied, but against themselves, if they even concede to it. So you need a mechanism so that they can get the information through so that it can be dealt with, but without the punishment. And there doesn't have to be punishment. The most effective way of dealing with bullying in schools today, I promise you, does not involve punishment. It turns away from punishment, Mm. which opens the trapdoor for all the pupils to say what they see is going on. And if you do that, if you take away the punishment and suddenly they're free and safe to say what's going on, knowing that nobody is going to get punished, no one's going to be in trouble, but that the teachers are just going to fix it, then you're on to an absolute winner. And I can tell that from schools. I've been in hundreds of schools up and down the country. And that is the outcome that you can expect. But if you keep going back, and I know you still would want punishment for the sake of your child because people have such an attachment, of course. But it's counterproductive. It doesn't work. It has never worked. And Mm. it leads to a fear of a backlash against all. That makes a lot of sense. Stay with me for a second, Sean. I want to go to uh, Bernadette, who's online too. Uh, Bernadette, why did you get in touch with us? Uh, well, um, it's a subject, of course, uh, bullying. And um, I was um, bullied when I was in boarding school. I was bullied in first and second year. And I moved classes and then it, it stopped. But um, that's the point I want to make, that um, moving schools is not the answer. And, uh, oh, unfortunately, though, no, I agree with you that it's not the answer. But unfortunately, in so many circumstances, it is the answer to stop it uh, for well, for the child that is being bullied. It shouldn't have to be, but often is. Uh, yeah, but um, it's likely the child is going to move to a nearby school. And the bullies in one school know the people in the next school. Um, or no, uh, probably some students there. So as, bullies, and as we heard from, as I said, our very first uh, caller, uh, his child was moved from school A to school B and was bullied again in school B. Yeah, uh, very likely because the word got out there before the victim moved, but the victim should not have to move. Um, uh, 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 
bullying, that, that hurt lasts for life. Now, I later on, I was a teacher in a school where we taught the anti-bullying code. And I was in a quite good school. We did that the first class every um, week um, in the morning, say, take a Thursday one week, a Wednesday another week. And any teacher who had a class taught the anti-bullying. What what did that consist of? Just a a synopsis of what that was. It it consisted of um, just explaining to them all the ways that uh, bullying can happen, the very subtle ways, that, because somebody at 13 or 14 or 15, if they're the victim of bullying, they, they can't describe what's happening to them. They haven't got a word even for it. And um, they can feel, uh, you know, um, that there's something seriously the matter. Okay, so, so the point being that there is conversation in class about uh, bullying. Um, kids are being taught what it is, what the signs are, all of that. But it doesn't seem uh, to be, but, but it's not working. Uh, I can't say that for any other school, but I have um, friends. Um, I know that uh, uh, one or two uh, children are being bullied, and uh, it's not in that school where they attend. I can only speak for my own school where I taught. We had it. We did it. Now, um, And was they, it successful? Was there bullying in your school? Uh, well, bullying will go on despite anything because uh, the bullying actually that's learned behaviour usually from the home. And if you um, notice a few years ago, Mary McAleese, the president of Ireland, um, um, either a daughter or son or whatever was uh, bullied and she called to the parents and she made the comment, uh, in, you know, uh, later that she met a bigger bully on the doorstep. So okay, so it's, so it's it's multifaceted. It's a, it's a, a multi-layered problem, and much of it begins it begins in uh, in the home. Bernadette, um, unfortunately, the quality of your line is uh, is frustratingly bad. So I'm going to move on to uh, Katie. And Katie, uh, your daughter was also bullied. Yes, that's correct. Unfortunately, yes. And yes. what was done, or how was it resolved, or was it ever resolved? Um, I engaged, I, uh, I suppose I, I did engage with the process, um, the accepted process with the school. Um, she started being bullied in, uh, this began in fourth class in primary school. She's now in first year and it continued for two years. It, um, and it was pretty extensive. Uh, she was punched in the face several times. She was choked in yard, dragged across yard. She was, uh, you know, bullied by exclusion. Um, she, you know, would join a group all sitting on the ground, a group of her classmates, and they would all stand up and leave wordlessly and that type of thing. Um, I, I brought it to the attention of the school and uh, um, sorry, I'm getting the line is kind of bad here. Um, yeah, the school basically didn't do anything about it. The teachers didn't want to know. Um, they denied that it was happening. They denied that they did acknowledge that she was punched in the face, um, but they called it. They dismissed it. 
um, they made light of it. So they minimized and dismissed Thea's, sorry, my daughter's emotions. Um, basically, I uh, the last meeting I had with them, I went to a board meeting and, um, and I was told that what happened with my daughter did not meet the criteria for bullying. It's very interesting so, because um, I got an email just a couple of minutes ago telling almost an identical story. And let me uh, just read it to you. Uh, people, parents, etc. forget that exclusion is one of the key ways young girls in particular are bullied in school. An alpha female or two in a group just decide to leave someone out of a group for no reason. This is a key form of bullying which isn't talked about. It happened to my daughter too. That's right. And that's, that's right. exactly the point it's, you're making. It's absolutely terrifying, the link between bullying and, uh, and you know, and suicide. And I... I I'm that I I was very afraid of that. Um, I am very afraid of that. Uh, the school's reaction was so. I suppose I think it's affected my family so deeply. I have other children, and so much of my energy is, is has is going. You know, is going to one child. Mm. Um, she her school that she's in now is amazing. Um, she did encounter um, an issue in her present school. It was handled properly. Uh, it, it was handled brilliantly. So, I mean, things will happen in life. That's a normal part of life. It's how those in charge deal with those things. Um, in fact, I, I, I wanted to just yeah. put this message to you and see what you, what you think of this. Um, Adrian, maybe if we start calling it harassment instead of bullying, then maybe adults, including teachers and managers, would deal with it more effectively. Because when you get to adult uh, age, it is called harassment. And harassment has all sorts of of connotations, of serious connotations. Uh, Maybe bullying is too gentle a word. Maybe we need to start calling it something more severe. I I think bullying is severe. Bullying is so normalized that the word bullying is not effective anymore. That's, that's exactly that's the point. Scary. Yeah, that's exactly and the point. What happened with Thea, well, sorry, with my daughter, what happened was assault, was physical assault, including being having hands, one child restrained, pinned her arms behind her back while the other choked her around her neck with her hands. That's, that is assault. Mm. And, looking and, down, and yet it gets, it gets called with this gentler sort of term, bullying. I, oh, well... Yeah, and in fact, in fact, now that you now that you mention it, this whole conversation started um, on the on the back of that video of that young fellow uh, being uh, assaulted, um, and it's being lumped into a conversation about bullying when actually it was uh, it was assault. Yeah, no, I I take that. So we need to get more serious about the language that we use around this crime of bullying. Well, I think it should not be dismissed because they're children. It's mm. even worse because they're children. And my failure, like I, I, I raised hell. I raised hell. That's what I did because I did not want my child to carry the, to lay this on her spirit and, and, and carry it forward into her life as the previous girl, Sky, mm. commented that she became her own internal bully. I was not bullied in school, uh, but I had a close friend who was. Uh, and she unfortunately tried to hang herself in her wardrobe oh, at the awful. age of 12. 
Okay, so, well, okay. Um, it's great to hear of uh, of parents fighting the corner for their kids. They shouldn't have to, though. Um, this we shouldn't even be having this uh, conversation. Uh, because bullying should be a thing of the past. And I think the messaging is part of the problem. Um, and I think, you know, kids not getting the severity of what they're doing and maybe that message about changing the words, changing uh, how we describe uh, bullying needs to be done as well. Um, just one or two more messages uh, before we uh, wrap this up. Uh, Adrian, I remember in the 1980s when I was bullied, my mother would approach the bully and give him a stern warning. I have to be honest and say that if one of my kids is bullied, when they become a teenager, I'd have no issue approaching the bully myself, not put my hands on them, but I do think we need to be stern and not afraid uh, to, uh, to deal with these bullies. Uh, Another message says, it makes me so sad to hear that people being bullied internalise those bullying messages and think it's their fault. That goes back to our caller a while ago. But I'm not surprised this is the result. Let there be no doubt it's the bully that's at fault and those who encourage them or don't reject their crap behaviour. What we need to teach our kids is integrity and courage. Kids join in bullying out of lack of courage to stand up to something that is wrong or instigate bullying out of a fear-based need to assert their position by pushing someone else down bullies are cowards and when we don't call out our friends on their bullying we are being cowards too teach your kids not to be cowardly <clears throat> excuse me and make sure that they understand that they have no business making someone else miserable just to try to give themselves some kind of social power and having seen that video from navin that's exactly what happened in uh, in that video. It's, it was horrific. And finally, Adrian, I imagine lots of parents are listening here hoping their child is not a victim of bullying. How many are having discussions with their children to make sure they don't become bullies? Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. Now, I, I do have to go back to uh, more calls on, on uh, bullying because... Uh, the volume has just been uh, extraordinary because, again, this is this is a topic that affects so many people. This is a topic that affects people who were ever bullied. This is a topic that affects people who ever bullied, even though they're the ones that never actually speak out and uh, and tell their truth about why they bullied. But it also affects uh, parents who are concerned that their own children are being bullied or are bullies. Uh, Chris joins me um, on Lunchtime Live. Uh, Chris, what did you want to say on this? Uh, how you doing, Adrian? How are you? Uh, well, first of all, it's what, 20, 18 years since I finished school, and this thing was going on when I was in school. Mm. The only difference was people weren't videoing it. And it always seems to be the same things that's blamed. It always seems to be computer games, and now MMA these days seems to be the new one, but I'd be more blaming the likes of Conor McGregor and the whole gangster attitude of I'm going to oh you are you know you know what I'm trying to say the old Conor McGregor I'm going to get to attitude yeah MMA before him was never like that now I've I used to fight MMA I did it for years it's what are you talking about this uh, that being a hard man is a cool thing to be very much so all the young lads are at that and it always has been an 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 element to that I remember even back in my day there was always the hard jaws there was always the group of of lads, and they just pick on someone just for the, the giggles of it. Yes, know? absolutely, and uh, same when I was at school. But how do we yeah. stamp it out? How do we stop parents? It's well, uh, okay, so it's certainly parents. in a situation. Uh, and I remember from like 
when, like in, when I was in first year, I got heavily bullied. Uh, I got lightly bullied in primary school and I got heavily bullied in first year. And I got, I got sick of it. And it was always to do with, I mean, my parents got, uh, went into the school, nothing was done. Their parents were contacted and it was always the case of, oh, my kid wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Whereas I went and I got fed up of it. I trained the backside off myself the whole way through first year. And when I got, I remember there was a fella, one fella who was at me the whole way through first year. I was just before Halloween in second year. He was starting at me in the corridor. And I had enough. I pinned him up against the wall and suddenly I was the bad guy. Now, it all came to head in that. But after that moment, nobody ever went near me. Now, I'm not saying... Every, it, and, uh, wrong, I was just about to say to you, unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, not all kids have that ability. Exactly. Yes, yes, it is and an, a, a great solution and all that, it. but not all uh, kids have that in them no, to, to do that. And but The yeah, idea it, that I had to go to that level to get that anything solved about it mm. is, the prob- is the problem I'm trying to highlight here. Like, at the end of the day, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have had to done that. Yes, uh, no, I absolutely. No more that. than uh, parents shouldn't have to take their children out of school because they were being uh, bullied. It should be the other way around. Um, and yeah, Okay, stay there for a second because I want to just read this message that's just come in to us and it says, As a teacher of more than 20 years, I strongly believe the worst bullies are parents. They tolerate their children bullying others. They refuse to accept their child is a bully. They bully schools, um, management and teachers. I rang a parent about their child's attendance. I was verbally abused and my character attacked by the parent for raising the issue. A most unpleasant experience. Parents need to step up and stop being so defensive. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.